Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome back to Hot Takes and Deep Dives. This is Jess, and I've got a real treat for you guys. I am so excited to be chatting with Tiffany Reinhardt, and of course, you guys know her as Kathy Griffin's assistant on My Life on the D-List. I always loved you on the show, and you just told me that this is your first podcast interview ever, and just thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I have to say, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List, is the quintessential Bravo show pre-Housewives. This show won Emmys and the and also the sheer star power. I guess initially, like, tell the story of how did you become Kathy's assistant? Um, well, this will date me. It was MySpace, actually. <laughs> um, I was in college, and I'm from Northern California. I went to school down in Long Beach, Southern California. And pretty much, I always wanted to work in the entertainment business. Um, so going to school, I wanted to be a publicist. So I was studying that. Um, and just one night, I was scrolling MySpace. My life on the D-list was on already on Bravo. It was like the first or second season. I happened to have watched it randomly. And on someone's top eight on MySpace, which kids these days don't understand about the, <laughs> those things, um, was Jessica, who was Kathy's assistant at the time. And I just sent her a message and I said, I've always been interested in how personal assistants get their jobs. I never see postings for them or anything like that. Um, so I was just curious how you got your job. I wasn't asking for a job or anything. And she just said, oh, it's who you know in the entertainment business. And I was just like, well, no shit. Like, <laughs> that thanks, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, she was like, I need help. She, by the way, she doesn't know me. She, we've never met, like nothing. I've only sent her one message. A week later, she sends me another message. Hey, I need extra help here. Do you want to come try it out for the day? And I was senior year of college, and I was like, sure, I'll go over there. So I drove to Kathy's house. Again, no one knew me. Just gave me the address, went to her house. I worked with Jessica in the office that Kathy had in the house. We went and picked up Kathy at the airport because she had been on the road touring. So we picked her up in her car and she was nice, talked a little bit in the car, helped a little bit around the house. And then I left and that was it. Didn't hear for them. I graduated college. I got a job at a PR firm. And two days before I was supposed to start that job, they messaged me on AOL Instant Messenger saying, I can't. <laughs> saying come work for me. And I was like, wait, what? So yeah, so I was just, I was talking to my mom and I was like, do I, I went to college for this. I got a job in this field or do I try this thing out where I have no idea what it is. I was only 21 at the time. So I was like, screw it. I'll try it out. I said, I'll try it out for a year. And, and I was there and for seven. You were, you were, <laughs> you were there for seven and a half years. 
Mm-hmm. Oh and God. for assistants, that's like dog years. Like no assistant lasts oh, yeah. for seven years. And did you remain friendly with Jessica, her former assistant? I have not spoken to Jessica since she left. So it's been years. Um, so I don't, I don't even think Kathy has spoken to her. So she's just kind of, to me, fell off the face of the earth. So I have no idea where she is right now. But you're still pretty close with Kathy. Yeah, still close with Kathy. Um, with COVID and everything, I haven't seen her in a really long time. But we still text and we'll call each other now and then. Mm-hmm. So I definitely still stay in contact with her. Walk me through like your day-to-day when you were working for her full time? Well, I was working out of her house. So she had an office in her house. Um, she's not a morning person. So she didn't want us at the house until like nine or 10 in the morning. Um, so I would just go in. I would kind of let the dogs out of her room if they were in their room and let them out and just start doing emails, getting her schedule for the day, um, stuff like that. And I was a personal assistant. So we would do the business side. Plus I would like help her make her smoothie or stuff like that. So it kind of just depends what we were doing on that day. Um, whether we were going to a photo shoot or something, it was helping her pick out clothes or just getting her out of the house. Cause that was always the hardest thing to do. In terms of also your day to day, were you, were you traveling the road with her? I mean, when we filmed the show, yes, we were traveling nonstop. Um, when the show wasn't filming, sometimes I would go on the road with her. Sometimes I wouldn't. Towards the end, I was traveling more on the road with her, um, kind of being her tour manager, basically. But yeah, in the beginning, and I didn't even think about being a part of the show when I took the job. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be on TV now because with television, you don't know if you're going to get another season. I think they had already season three, I think, had just started airing when I started working for her. So we were going into season four, not knowing if Bravo was going to pick it up or not. And when they did, Kathy's like, well, Tiffany's on camera. And I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just like one day the crew shows up and slaps a mic pack on me and starts following us around for like six months out of the year. So I'd never. And if you watch earlier episodes that I'm on, you can kind of tell like I'm a deer in headlights, like Mm -hmm. what is going on. And then eventually you forget that they're there. What was the filming process like? Like, were they literally in the house? Yeah, like, can you like kind of walk me through like an average week of filming? Like how many hours was it taking up and how present was the crew? And Yeah, we would normally have one to two camera people just depending on where we were filming. If we were in the house, it was normally just one. Um, we had our sound guy and maybe like two producers. They would kind of set up their like crew food and everything in her garage in the beginning. So she didn't want a lot of people in the house at one time, which there was already so many with everyone else. But yeah, it would just be, they would come in the house, whether we would have something planned that day, or if it was just us bringing Maggie over to the house and having like a happy hour and talking to her about things or going out and doing things. So we kind of just had a set schedule um, and they would brainstorm. The show was not scripted at all but they would kind of brainstorm things that they could film with us at the beginning of each season. So like when Kathy wanted to do like Maggie's bucket list episode later in the season, like she would say, okay, I want to take Maggie wine tasting. I want to take Maggie this. So they would set that all up and then we would have a day and go do all of that stuff. How I'm curious, like how much of your personal life was eaten up or consumed by being a celebrity assistant? Like, were there moments where you 
wanted to do something with friends or go on vacation with friends and there would be an emergency where Kathy needed you and you had to kind of put your life on hold? Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, that was my 20s. I mean, I was young. I didn't, wasn't dating anyone. I didn't have kids. So I could do that. I didn't have anything holding me back. So I could just get up and travel, you know, at the drop of a dime, which is kind of as an assistant, that's what you need to be able to do. Um, but yeah, I missed friends' weddings because friends are starting to get married in our 20s. She was really good about like family time. So I would always go home for the holidays. She would never hold us back from that or anything. But yeah, I was traveling. Some days I, when we were filming the show, I would be home maybe one or two days a month. So a lot of my LA wow. friends, it was just kind of like texting and stuff like that. So they kind of always knew when we're filming the seasons, like I'll see you in June or whenever we were done. Oh my God. So it made it hard to date and everything, which is why I was always single when I worked for her. And we were always, that was like a big storyline when I was with her, just finding me a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I never did because I never had the time to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being on the road with her, like what, what were some of the best experiences or most memorable experiences you had from being on the road with her? Whether like the coolest places you got to visit, coolest people you got to meet. Well, being on the road when she's touring, there's not a lot of free time. Like normally she likes to, cause she's like in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Like when she goes and does these shows, like she'll go to these nice casinos, but they're literally like in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Like we're taking a plane and driving two hours and all this stuff. And so it was kind of just like, we would see the airport, we would see the venue and then maybe a restaurant. Cause she loved to visit like local restaurants, like mom and pop type restaurants. She did not like any chain restaurants. She wasn't going to Chili's or anything. She wanted me to like research the best restaurants in each town. So we would literally only see the airport, the venue and a restaurant maybe if we had the time and we were off to the next city or we were back home. Um, So it was kind of just like hit the ground running whenever we were on tour. Mm -hmm. Um, It was fun though. It was really (laughs) chasing. through the airport what were the craziest like celebrity encounters that you had like over these years um well she was really good friends with Joan Rivers so we there was one time where we went to London with her and literally in London with Joan Rivers helping them get ready to go visit Prince Charles or wherever they went um becoming friends with like the Estefan family and all of everyone that works with them. So we would go stay at Gloria Estefan's house on like the Island in Miami where all the celebrities stay. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, Oh, I'm in Miami, you know, just living the life. I mean, being on private jets, you know, just running into random people. So it's like, I was living the life on private jets and everything. And um, so I travel very differently. (laughs) I mean, that's, it's incredible. And how old were you d- during this time? I was literally in my 20s. I started when I was 21, almost 22. And then I left when I had just, no, when I was 29, when I had just turned 29. Anything you remember about hanging out with Joan Rivers or like Rosie O'Donnell or like Melissa Etheridge? I know like these people were like heavily featured in the episodes in the end because they were close with Kathy. I mean, it was just, fun and crazy and I met Rosie a few times we were actually supposed to do her she used to have the game lesbian cruise um we were supposed to go on that but unfortunately Kathy's dad passed away when we had landed to get on the cruise we had to go home so I didn't get to spend too much time with Rosie 
um, meeting Paula Dean and literally staying at her house and having her cook for us and just laughing like a slumber party was amazing. Um, Susie Orman, like mm -hmm. helped me with Kathy made her look at like my financials to make sure I was like, <laughs> had my shit together. And I'm like 23. Like, what do I do? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she even won um year for like a Christmas present and Kathy paid to have us set up like our estate, our will and everything, because that's like Susie was like, you have to have this set up. So she paid for Susie Orman's lawyer to do that for me. I'm like, I have nothing to claim. I don't own a house. I'm not married, but I'll get it set up. I'll have it. So I had like everything's just set up. She was very big into like having your finances. Like she wanted us to be independent, like don't depend on anyone. So Kathy was a good example on that part. She was very involved in that day-to-day -day stuff when it came to her finances and everything. Mm -hmm. Just that whole story of what happened with her first husband mm -hmm. and how he, he like stole $75,000 from her. And that was the reason that they got divorced. Did she ever like talk to you about that in terms of like keeping your finances secure and straight and separate and private? Did she like talk to you about that experience at all? She didn't get too deep into it. I mean, I never met her ex-husband. I I came in right after that had all like settled down. But yeah, I mean, she just always taught us to just like have your shit together. Make sure you're following everything. Don't buy anything you can't afford. Um, and when you are married to kind of keep it separate and make sure, you know, nothing crazy is going on and yeah. And just to always be on top of things. That's why it was, she was such good friends with Susie Orman. She would always email Susie or call Susie whenever she had questions. And I remember we filmed with Susie in New York and that's when Kathy was like, get your tax returns out, print out everything. Susie's going to look at it for you and like, make sure you got everything together. I can't. That is so funny. You you brought so you brought up like the fact that when you started her other new new assistant Tom started, and mm -hmm. it wasn't like, eventually like after like his first year on the show, you know she was basically like yeah my my new my assistant is now living with me, and they really weren't they weren't public at all about the fact that they, like were they not in a they were in a relationship for years, right. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's over 10 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> She's looking at me like. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> it, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it, it was it was interesting. And, and you know what? I actually don't blame her for keeping that private considering. I mean, she, the, her her first I think her first husband's name was Matt. Considering how yeah. prominent he was and the relationship played out on the show and the way that ended so strangely I don't mm -hmm. blame the fact that she kept the thing with Tom private and, yeah you know but was he legitimately her assistant he did he was like the tour manager and he was okay. he was the main one who would travel with her whenever she had shows and everything and we would kind of stay back and do watch the house and take care of the dogs and all of that stuff sometimes we would all go with her just depending on if they were filming it or not for the season um but for the most part when it was off season she would just her and tom would travel together what other bravo liberties did you have the chance to meet you know either during press or just out and about um like who did you get to meet 
during that time? Like, was like, I don't know if Housewives was quite on the air yet. Yeah, towards the end, um, they would do like the big NBC press junket where you basically have all the different outlets set up and all of the between NBC and Bravo. And I think I don't even know if they own the E channel at that time, but they would just go seat to seat and have interviews with people. So one year we ran into the Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I want to say it was maybe a year or two after the table flip and all that stuff. So seeing Caroline and Teresa, I was like, Kathy, I got to get a picture with them. Like, <laughs> And Kathy was good about like, Tiffany, go get a picture, like pushing me. And I'm like, no, wait, like that's not professional, but okay. And like posing with them. So I have a picture of me with like Caroline and Teresa on Amazing. the um, but we would run like Simon Cowell was there one year. I remember Joel Hale, I think Mikhail, we ran into, you know, just be like, those are the days that I was just like, what is my life? Like, I am just here with all of these celebrities and, you know, just watching them while Kathy does an interview. And she would always want us to keep our eyes open if we see anything and kind of like take notes and let her know totally. and like, let her know what's coming up walking towards her or sometimes all the younger stars, she wouldn't know who they were. And I'm like, that's so-and-so from the show, go get a picture with them. Like, cause that's when like Twitter and all that was just starting. So having the pictures and all of that stuff was good for her to post. So I kind of helped her do all that stuff. I remember like when the ho- the first few years that Housewives was on, that was a huge part of her act. Like she really <laughs> was he- very heavy into covering the Housewives and the Kardashians when they first started. Did you guys or did you ever get to interact with like the New York Housewives or Beverly Hills at all? She was friends with Bethany for a while. We would run into her at a few things. I became friends with uh, Bethany's assistants, who I still talk to today. It's funny because some of the uh, the celebrities I would meet, I would become friends with their assistants. Yeah. And we would all have our own little like assistant club, we would call it, um, which I'm still friends with pretty much all of them that I would hang out with down in LA. And if they were in New York, when I'm in New York, we would hang out with each other. And Kathy would always get nervous when we would do that because she's like, you guys are exchanging notes and you're not, (laughs) I'm like, it's not all about you. Like, can we have friends please? Um, But yeah, she was friends with uh, Bethany or acquaintances with Bethany. So we would see her out and about. And then I believe Atlanta had just, started airing and we ran into Nini and Kim Zolciak backstage. It was like VH1 Divas or something. And they were there. And I just remember us being like, oh my <laughs> Cause that was when Kim didn't have the nice wigs. It was like the Barbie shiny hair wigs. And we were like, who is this woman? <laughs> yeah. Just seeing them in person is like a whole other thing. Just TV. Are you, are you still into Bravo? Like, do you watch Vanderpump and the Housewives and all that? Yeah, I'm not so much the Housewives. They kind of, I still watch Beverly Hills every now and then. My, me and my husband love Vanderpump Rules. He's actually the one who got me to start watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Below Deck, we got into Below Deck. But those are kind of the main ones that I watch on Bravo still. Like, I don't watch that much TV anymore. I have two kids now. So finding time, the only time I'm not watching like Paw Patrol or something is after they're in bed. So, and we should say, we should also say that you now work for Google. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, quite a career transition. Like, what do you do for Google? I'm actually an assistant to a VP and two directors. 
um, in their Google Fiber department, which is like our internet TV service. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, coming to Google was very different and people, I would still remember like my first day I was in a, at my like orientation for Google and I had met someone else on my team and they were driving us to a building to see where our desk was. And they were asking him like, Oh, where, where did you work for before? And he was like, NASA. And then they're like, Oh, that's great. And then they're like, Tiffany, where did you work? <laughs> and I literally went from Kathy to Google and I'm like, so I worked for Kathy Griffin and they just like, look at me like, who? <laughs> I'm like the crazy redhead comedian. And they're like, Oh, how did you end up here? I'm like, I have no idea. But I've learned that Google has a lot of old like celebrity assistants who once we're done with the celebrity world have come to the tech side. Um, so I want to say like Clint Eastwood's assistant, Michael Kors's ex-assistant, um, and a few others have come to Google. So now we're all assistants at Google, which is funny. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did Kathy like write your, I mean, she must have like written your recommendation letter or whatever, right? Oh, she did my reference call. They called her and talked to her. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was so I'm like, what is this woman going to say on the phone? <laughs> but I got the job. I got the job. And how many years have you now been at Google? I've been there about six and a half years. Oh, wow. Wow. And, yeah, you're, so ma- and you're married. You have kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, you've, yeah. I mean, what a life you've had. Um, was was Andy Cohen a producer on D-List? Yeah, I want to say because he was an executive at Bravo at that time. He wasn't the Bravo personality um, that he was. I think he was just starting to do that. Um, so, yeah, he was an executive at the time. And I remember meeting him um, a few times. And I always felt like he never would remember my name or who I was. I would always kind of gauge people like if they – kind of would remember our name, like assistance names and stuff, like the ones that really did. I was just like, oh, I love you. Thank you. (laughs) Or the other ones I was always just kind of like awkward in the background. Um, But Andy was funny because I felt like he would never remember me every time I would meet him. And you see on the show, I lose a significant amount of weight. And I see him when they did the Bravo A-list awards the first year, Kathy was the host of it. And I remember going and back being backstage and brought and Andy was like, what did you do? And I'm like, diet and exercise. He's like, no, really? Like, what spa did you go to? What what did you take? And I'm like, no, I swear to God. it was just diet and exercise. That's how I lost the weight. He was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you could not believe that I didn't yeah. go do some magic surgery or something for that. Yeah, you you had like quite a, a transformation on the show. Like, I think you famously said that, like, you lost an Olsen twin. Yeah, because <laughs> I lost about 80 pounds when I started working for her. And it was just, you know, seeing yourself on TV. No, I mean, I saw myself on TV the very first season. And I was like, wow, you are large. And I just started working out slowly. And it was literally and I did Weight Watchers. And I literally would just work out every day before going to work or after work. And and it would just like slowly come off. And I kind of didn't even realize until like the next season aired and people would be like, oh, my God, Tiffany lost a lot of weight, you know. Um, but I just wasn't feeling good. So I just decided to start small. And it literally was slow and steady. It doesn't happen overnight. 
Um, and a lot of people want like the fast fix. And I'm like, no, you literally just have to watch what you eat and work out every day. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. Yeah. And traveling happy and stuff. It didn't make it easy because we would be like in places like Oklahoma or Alabama and we were eating, you know, at the Cracker Barrel. So trying to find like eating iceberg lettuce with like a bunch of ranch on it was <laughs> sometimes challenging. But um, Kathy was very healthy, too. And she would always she loved walking. Whenever we would go to cities, she would just want to go on like walks and she would walk and walk and walk. And that was like her main form of working out. Mm-hmm. Um I just remember being in London one time and we went on a walk like and it had to be late at night. She didn't want it to like be hot or anything. And we just walked all around London for like two hours. And that would be her workout for the night. So I would always have to make sure I had my shoes because she would want to go on walks. (laughs) Yeah, I love I love that. Yeah, I I think that's awesome. And and it's also the best way to see any city that you are that you're a new city that you're in, especially a city like London, New York, whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah, Did you, um, when Kathy was doing the CNN New Year's Eve, did you, were you with her during, I mean, that was like an epic run. You know, really, she was the face of that, that New Year's special uh, with with Anderson for a decade. Were you with her those, those New Year's Eves? I think I got to be with her for two of them, two or three of them. And it was amazing. Like I had never thought I would be ever be in Times Square in four years because I'm not going to be that person who stands in one spot for hours on end and you can't move. And I think you have to like pee yourself. Like you literally can't leave from that spot that you're in. So having like the police escort pick us up from the hotel, take us to the CNN, you know, big stage was amazing. Um, being with Anderson And I was with her the year she literally had me go to the bank to get like $5,000 and $1 bills because she thought it would be funny to make it rain over the crowd. I remember that. And she joked about her set. And that literally, like I literally walked to the bank to get like dollar bills the morning of the show. Like it was just like her last minute, like crazy ideas. And I'm like, what am I doing? She's like, just go to the bank, get the money out and bring it back. And I literally had to hold on to it all night because they wouldn't let her do it because they're like, you're going to cause a riot if you do that. But I was prepared to help her (laughs) throw the money out when she went. (laughs) I remember that. That was very memorable. I don't know if you were there this night. The night that she, (laughs) it was actually like Benji from the Howard Stern show who was like heckling like as a, do you remember this? He was like heckling, like this staffer, this writer from the Howard Stern show was heckling as a bit. And Kathy says, she, I guess maybe she didn't know the mic was on. She said, I don't go to your job and not the dicks out of your mouth. And that became like a whole viral moment. Were you there for that? I don't think I was there for that one because I remember my phone blowing up. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? And I was like, oh my <laughs> But I I forgot she did that. But yeah, I, I don't think I was there for that one. <laughs> yeah. And what was your, because, you know, uh, Kathy and Anderson were legitimately really close. And she was really, really close with Gloria Vanderbilt, his mother, up until she died. Um, did you spend much time with Anderson, like, offline? Um, I got to like after New Year's, she would always invite him back to her um, hotel room and they would get like pizza and stuff and just kind of debrief from the night. So I got to spend um, some time with him then. Um, But he was great. He was very nice. 
And again, he was one of those celebrities who would like know my name and say hi to me whenever we would see him. So that was like how I knew he was a good one. Um, but yeah, they were very close. And I remember helping her get ready to go meet Gloria. I never met Gloria in person, um, but they whenever she was in New York, Kathy would always make a point to go out to dinner with her or go over to her like art studio. Um, and I remember when Gloria made like this memory box for Kathy that had all of her memorabilia from London when she went with Joan to go visit Prince Charles at like the castle and everything. So yeah, they, she was very close with her. Maybe not the last time I saw Kathy, because I've seen Kathy live like a million times. Every every year that she would come to either Carnegie Hall or Town Hall in New York, I, I absolutely would go see her live. And I, re- I remember there was the year that like Lance Bass like jumped on stage with her and you would always come out and get like a round of applause. And I remember the one of one of the more memorable times I saw her. Andy Cohen and Anderson were in the audience together to see her. So it was very surprising to me because I had witnessed that firsthand. So I just had this impression that Andy and Kathy, I mean, he's there to supporting her. I was very surprised by the turn, um, kind of how they both turned on her after the, the Trump head situation were you surprised yeah I mean I felt sad for Kathy because I know she cherished her um friendship with Anderson her and Andy have kind of always butt heads I mean just being she was the executive on the show she so she was very vocal on what she wanted the show to be and she wasn't going to do what they wanted like it was her show so she was calling the shots so they kind of butt head butted heads in the past so I kind of wasn't surprised about Andy, but more so surprised about Anderson, just because they had been such good friends over the years. Mm-hmm. And I think when she did the Trump thing, that was like maybe three years after I had left her. So I don't know what her, where her and Anderson were during that time. Um, so I'm not sure if anything happened in between there. Um, but yeah, no, I was very surprised that he wasn't kind of there to support her during that time. Was it surprising that Andy then got that gig? I mean, I kind of assumed he was going to, but I know that wrecked Kathy because she was such good friends with Anderson. And I honestly, I didn't even know Anderson and Andy were such good friends in the past, um, just because I knew only Anderson and Kathy um, and I wasn't very close with Andy. Um, So I had no idea that they had been friends for so long. So, I mean, it kind of felt like the next natural thing but I know it was probably what hurt Kathy the most after my life on the d-list ended its run I mean an epic run like six six seasons two Emmys Grammy nomination and the so basically after the d-list ended she then got her her own nighttime talk show on Bravo Mm -hmm. lasted two seasons called Kathy tell me tell me about that because you worked on that as well right yeah I called myself like her chewy Chelsea Handler, I was her chewy in the audience, but she was just kind of like, okay, she would just utilize all of us. She'd like Maggie's in it, you're in it. And like all the producers, she would just pull in it because she would just see funny things in everyone and be like, oh, you can do it. Like, so we all became actors when we were on the show. So that was very fun. Yeah, I would kind of just be in the audience and she would say funny stories about me or like feed off each other. And I was always the one to be next to Maggie. So I would make sure Maggie was in the audience. Mm But it was fun. It's like getting my hair and makeup done every week. Like I had a stylist helping me pick out clothes. Like 
never thought she had Anderson actually help pick, try to get me a date. We had like a dating show and Anderson was the host of it. So he was actually helping me get a date. On Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so that was another running joke throughout that show is trying to get Tiffany a boyfriend, which I guess it begs the question, how did you meet your husband? Funny thing. So we've actually known each other since fourth grade. We're from the same town. <laughs> and at my two-year high school reunion, we kind of reconnected. And we were the only one there who wasn't with a significant other or who wasn't married or anything. So our joke was, after a few drinks, like, oh, if we're still single at the 20-year reunion, we should just get married. And then like a few months after that, he asked me out. Amazing. <laughs> so, so we started dating like the last year I was working for Kathy. So I had already started thinking about moving back to Northern California just because I wanted to be closer to family. And um, so when I started dating my husband, I was driving home pretty much every weekend to come see him or he was coming down to L.A. So it was kind of just like a natural progression for me just to end up leaving Kathy and moving back home. Tell me about, you know, Okay, this is this is actually interesting. So you you were just saying before how you became friends with with Bethany's assistant. Is that Julie? Yeah. From who she was heavily featured in Bethany Ever After. Yeah, and she's married and she I think she just had her third child. So I know. it's like we all we're all married and we all have kids. <laughs> <laughs> And um I remember in, in I just did this like huge Bethany Ever After rewatch for for the podcast. Uh -huh. And um, in the rewatch, she breaks the news to Bethany that she's leaving, like she is stepping down from this position. And she really was like Bethany's number two. Like she could have stayed with Bethany and like potentially like become like the number two at Skinny Girl. Like she had that business entrepreneurial mind and Bethany like really trusted her implicitly. I say this because in in that episode where she basically sits Bethany down is like I'm I'm leaving I'm I move she's moved she was moving home to be with her boyfriend the guy she eventually marries and yeah. you become so close working day in day out how did you so my question for you is how did you decide to leave Kathy after all of this success and all of these ex, you know shared experiences together and how did she you know, take that news. Yeah. I mean, it was a very hard decision. I, you know, I was fresh out of college when I took the job with her. And again, I was like, Oh, I'll try it for a year. And I stayed with her for almost eight. So when I started thinking about it, I'm like, what would I possibly do after working for her? Um, and I knew I wanted to move back to Northern California. And even my mom was like, why are you going to leave this lifestyle? And you know, all the traveling and I got to see the world and all of that. And I'm just like, I just want to live my own life. Like I loved the time I had with Kathy. I loved everything we did, but it was like my time to have my life. Um, and she started to kind of catch on because we had hired another new second assistant that worked with me. His name was John. He was actually a producer on the Kathy show and he ended up work, coming to work for her full time. And so whenever she would go to events or anything, I would start sending him because I wanted her to start getting used to having him around more than me around. And she kind of started to catch on. And one day she kind of just sat me down and was like, what's going on? Mm. And so that's kind of how I had to tell her is like, I've been thinking about 
moving because she was like, why are you like being distant and all of that stuff? So I felt bad that it kind of went down that way. But then it was also nice just to get it off my chest because, you know, it's hard. I mean, you get very close to who you work with being a personal assistant. You know, everything you're part of the family, you're like best friends with them. So it's a hard, it's like breaking up a marriage basically and being with her for so long. Um, I know she was scared to try to find another assistant because just getting that bond and I already knew what she wanted before she even asked for it. So it's just kind of like starting all over again. Um, But I mean, we've ended on great terms. I stayed at her house. She's met my kids. She's like, so she's, we're still close, but yeah, it was just kind of like, I started to pull away a bit because I just didn't know how to break up with her really (laughs) when it came to that. Oh, the end of an error we're together for so long I mean a really it was like a real relationship yeah yeah yeah, it definitely was um I'm just thinking uh some some of the additional like icons that were on the show um you know during your time and also close friends of Mm -hmm. Kathy who are like true icons Bette Midler was on the show Mm -hmm. Lily Tomlin I don't know if Cher was ever on the show but like Kathy's told endless stories of like being in the bathtub with Cher like did you how close did you get to these legends yeah Cher I met once at a photo shoot she was there and then they really did call me to have the order pizza for them when Kathy was over there because they didn't know how to order pizza okay Tiffany I need you to start at the beginning and not leave anything out with this story (laughs) When one of her stand-up specials, she literally calls, like, her chair, call me. Like, I had just gotten off of work. I knew she was going over to Cher's house for dinner. I had gotten home, and my phone rings, and it's Kathy. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi, I'm here with Cher, and we don't know how to order pizza. Can you send pizza to Cher's house? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and Cher's, like, screaming in the background, like, we need pizza. And I'm just like, what? What is happening? So I, I think I ended up getting pizza sent to the house. I'm just like, and I'm like Googling like Malibu pizza companies because she lives in Malibu. I'm like, I don't even know any pizza places in Malibu. So it's just like, yeah, that was my life. <laughs> and, and then another funny time was when we were in um, I or, yeah, Ireland and she was doing a bunch of tour stops there. And we ran into the, she was a big Foo Fighters fan and she found out the Foo Fighters were in town and they were actually staying at the same hotel as us. So we went to their concert and then I went to bed and Kathy had this big suite and I think I had another room like attached to her suite. And in the middle of the night, Kathy was a night night owl. So I would always go to bed way before her. Like she wouldn't go to bed till like three or four o'clock in the morning. Um, But I'm like, I'm going to bed. See you in the morning. And so she comes in the room or yeah, she comes in the room in the middle of the night with Dave Grohl. I'm sleeping. I like glasses on my retainer. She turns on all the lights and her and Dave Grohl just come wake me up in the room. <laughs> and what they do, <laughs> what they, but what they do. She was just like being funny and waking me up in the middle of the night, like having me come out into the living room to like come chat with them. And I'm just like, what? And it was Kathy's publicist was with me too at that time. So she was like, both of us were like, what is happening? What is happening? So funny. Tell me more. Yeah. Any, any other goodies? Any other good stories? I'm trying to think of what else. Um, oh, wait, I'm remembering something. I, actually, I don't know if you were, you may not have been with Kathy at this point. She did this bit with NSYNC because this was like 2000. This, this was way too early, but she did this bit with NSYNC and then later became close with Lance before he came out. Mm-hmm. And 
that was interesting because she like sort of would like allude to him being gay. I mean, now he's like the gayest person a lot, like the most publicly gay. I mean, I was a huge NSYNC fan growing up. Like my goal, like I wanted to work in the entertainment business to like marry Justin Timberlake. I still want to marry Justin Timberlake. My husband just knows that. Yeah. Um, But so when I started working for Kathy and this was before Lance came out, it was like a few months before Lance came out. I remember she said something about being at his house with his boyfriend. And I'm like, cause I didn't know he was gay cause it wasn't out. And I was like his boyfriend. She's like, yeah. And I was just like, okay. Confirmation that he's gay. <laughs> yeah. remember thinking like, Oh my God. Like she knows Lance Bass. I'm like one degree away from Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and I became, I became good friends with Lance and his assistant and I would go over there. He would have game nights all the time and there'd be random other celebrities there like Jamie Lynn Sigler. And like when he was on dancing with the stars, we went backstage and um, saw him and met his partner, Cheryl Burke at the time. So he would just always have these random game nights and I would always be invited to them. And so I was just like, Oh my God, I'm friends with Lance Bass. Like this has been my dream. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> to know and sync and I've always wanted to meet Justin and all the time I worked for Kathy never once ran into Justin at any parties anything nothing with Lance still have never run into I'm like how have we never run into Justin Timberlake how is that possible and she knew that whole time that was like my one celebrity I always wanted to meet isn't it funny how Lance has become the most like in the year 2020 like in the last decade more more so the last two decades that he has become mm-hmm. the most relevant the second most relevant member of NSYNC next to to, to, to Justin Timberlake who would have thought like didn't you I think know. JC would have this huge career and like because I was also a huge NSYNC fan like what ha- yeah. like why didn't JC ever what I know JC behind the scenes, like still songwriting and stuff like that. I mean, his voice is incredible. So I know he tried to do like his solo album and it was kind of a flop compared to Justin. But yeah, I know I was really surprised about JC not being out there. And Joey, who's funny, I met him a few times just hanging out with um, some friends. But um, yeah, I was I'm really surprised. But Lance, he, he like never stops working. He's always starting a new business and yeah. is hosting and now he has a podcast. So he's always on the move looking for the next thing. And so he has a great work ethic. He just is nonstop. His assistant has been with him longer than I was with Kathy. She was there. She's been there over like 15 years. Lance's Lance's assistant. assistant? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. we were like the ones who like lasted the longest with our box. <laughs> did you did you and Kathy ever meet Brittany? No. Oh. Never ran into Brittany. That's surprising. Yeah. That was when she was going through her let me shave my head phase. So she ah, was the yes. little, this was, that yes. was like phase the 5150, you know. She was going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you that. yeah, you were with Kathy squarely in that 2007 blackout era so maybe it wasn't yeah. the right time to for her to make a guest appearance on my life on the d-list although that would have been yeah. brilliant oh my god yeah um i want to say kathy may have asked to get her on the show a few times but never happened um 
yeah, it was fun. We went to a few of her concerts. We all, I would we would love going to concerts together. Kathy loved Backstreet Boys. She was a huge Backstreet Boys fan. So we would always go to the Backstreet Boys concert when it was in town. We went to like a Justin Bieber concert when it was in town. So we went yeah. to some like very random concerts, but it was fun. And I imagine you were really close with her mother, Maggie, as well. Yeah, Maggie. Rest in peace, Maggie. I know. Um, yeah, she was 99, almost 100 when she passed away. My, she, she was living in Chicago, um, she, closer to Kathy's brother um, at that time. But my hope was to go visit her because her birthday was supposed to be in June when she turned 100. And I was like, I want to go see Maggie when she turns 100. And unfortunately, she passed away right before. But I loved Maggie. She was like my third grandma. I would always visit her when I went down to L.A. And the last time I saw her was um, probably about two years ago and she was still like on it. She still knew who I was because she kind of battled dementia towards her end of life. Yeah. But she still I mean, wanted to have a glass of wine and wanted to talk and see pictures of my kids. And she actually met my older daughter and she got to hold her when I went to visit Kathy. So yes, mm-hmm. love Maggie. Love Maggie. I guess, you know, to wrap up final question, you know, aside from the Susie Orman finance uh, advice, you know, the Susie Orman uh, finance guidance. What uh-huh. was your number one takeaway or the best piece of advice that you got from your from from your time working so closely with this larger than life, you know, hardest worker in showbiz person? Yeah, I mean, just her work ethic and how hard she worked. I mean, she worked hard, endless, always thinking about what's next, always doing her research, um, and just fighting for what she wanted, like she would not back down. And that's, that's still the way she is now, um, standing up for herself. And it's harder for older women in the business to get jobs. And she was not letting anyone walk over her. And she knew what she wanted. And she knew it would be a success. So she fought for everything. Um, and yeah, just how strong willed she was and such a hard worker. And just watching that was always inspiring to me because she was so successful and she has been so successful all these years. And um, so it made me so happy when she would won the two Emmys for the show and she finally got to win her Grammy for her CD. And she was trying so hard to win the Tony when she did her run, her one woman show on Broadway. I was with her for that, Um, but she didn't get that. But yeah, I mean, Kathy and she was so generous working for her um and she was so nice to my family too even through the years so yeah I mean we were just we're like one big dysfunctional happy family but we loved each other and we still do and we're still best friends so yeah it's so nice it's great to see you to catch up with you I mean you're I mean you're you're doing so well thriving you're Google married kids you're you're like a Hollywood success story (laughs) right I'm like I'm I'm in these COVID times. I'm like barely surviving with kids and everything. Thank God their daycare is open again. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, this is my makeshift office at home now that Google's not having us back until July of next year. So now I'm just working at home right now, which is amazing for me. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm happy at home. Yeah. What, what is like the biggest perk of working for Google? Um, the stock options we get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Susie Orman would be proud of that. <laughs> she would be very proud of that. Um, I was going to say them feeding us, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, um, The Internship. 
um, about doing the internship at Google. And everyone asked me if that's how it is working at Google. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I'm like, they give us food. They warn you about the Google 15. You gain 15 pounds your first year because there's literally like food 10 feet away from you at all times, whether it's snacks or they're giving us something for free. Um, we would, could go get a massage during the day. They had like massage masseuses on campus and go work out, all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, they take care of their employees. Um, but now we all work from home. So we don't have any, we have to feed ourselves, which is like the hardest part. <laughs> If people want to, you know, reach out to you for, you know, if they're looking for advice about getting started, maybe they want to become an assistant or they're just looking for advice. Maybe they want to get started at Google. What? How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram mainly these days, just at Tiffany Helzer. But yeah, follow me on there. I mean, I post lots of pictures of my kids and um, funny things my husband does. So if you're interested in that, feel free to follow me. Or if you have any questions about being an assistant or working at Google, I'm happy to answer those as well. Awesome. Tiffany, thank you so much. This was so fun. Oh, thank you. Guys, you can follow me, JessXNYC, follow the show account, Hot Takes Deep Dives. Jump on the Patreon, patreon.com slash hot takes deep dives. We've got, what do we have on there now? We have behind the scenes of a couple interviews. We have interview or like a little chat with my friend who used to work with Barbara Kay. I tell a story about being in Bethany's apartment that I've never shared before. And astrology with Andy did a a reading on Kim and Kanye. Um, So go just hop over to patreon.com slash hot takes deep dives. Subscribe for just five bucks a month and you can get access to those. All right, we'll see you soon. 